So we have the Mishnah on Daf Yudzayin and Bez today that talks about the 13 tables that there used to be in the Beis Hamikdash, what they were made of and where they were positioned. And the Mishnah tells us Uveiz um, Two of them were in the ulam before the, 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 in the, the entrance to the bayit. So the, um, there was a, the building in the Beis Hamikdash, as we know, there was a construction in the middle of the Beis Hamikdash. There was the azara, was the outside area where the big mizbeach was. And then there was a building. The building is divided into three areas. The one is the Kodshe Kedoshim, which is the most western part. And in front of the Kodshe Kedoshim is the Heichal, which contains the Shulchan, the Menorah, and the Mizbeach Hazahav table, the menorah, and the golden altar, and then is the ulam, the entry lobby before at the front of the building. So in the ulam, as you walk into the ulam, then there's an entrance, an entranceway into the heichal. Just before that entranceway were two tables. Echad shel shayish ve'echad shel zahav, one made of, of um, marble and one made of gold. Very beautiful. When the lechem apanim, the loaves of bread that were going to be placed on the golden table, on the shulchan, where they, when they were brought into the heichal, on the way in they paused, they stopped, and they put them down on the, on the marble table, and then they would go into the heichal and take them in. And then every week when they took the, the bread away off the tables, they would take them out and put them, pause them on the golden table on the way out. Why? Because of the principle of with Kedusha, you always go up, you don't come down. You always increase the level, you don't decrease the level. And then there was the famous table in the middle, and it's on that table that the Lechem Aponim was always showing on the one in, in the middle. The order of the of the. Uh, Mishnah is quite interesting because Rashi says, um, this is Rashi from Menachas. We have the same, the Mishnah obviously in Menachas as well. And there on Mali in Bakodesh, Rashi says, Kegon biknisato menichol al shel kesef, uchshemagia lehechal mesader al shel moshe, shebutsupe zahav. Because the main table on which the lechem is going to be for the full, for the full week, that's covered, from, covered in gold. That's called Moshe's table. The table, the, the original one, was made by Moshe Rabbeinu. So before you put it on the golden table, you put it on something less precious, which is the silver table, the, the, the um, marble table. Hare Aliyah. And you can't come down. Now that you've been on the gold table, you can't bring it back to the marble table anymore. So when it comes out, you've got to have a gold table for the bread to be paused on the gold table. It can't be anything less than gold. It's interesting that the Kedusha relates to something as materialistic as the materials from which the tables are made. That's a, that's a, a matmon all on its own, which is not what we're going to go into today, uh, but, it's, but it's really interesting. So Rashi says the Mali in Bekodesh Ve'en going up in sanctity, not coming down, is, is on the way up to the table, to the inner table, to the table of Moshe, the golden table, and on the way back from the table. So since the table itself is gold, on the way up we go through marble, on the way back we can't go through marble again, it's got to be at least gold. That's how Rashi learns it. The order of the Mishnah is difficult to understand the Rashi, because the, Rashi, because the Mishnah tells us there was the, so the marble one and the gold one, 
and the reason for those is Malin Bekodesh Velo Meridim, and there was a table inside, which was the gold, the gold one. It seems that these two tables, the idea of Malin Bekodesh Velo Meridim, is not related to the inner table. It's just the relationship between these two tables. And the Taklin Chadatin, Taklin Chadatin means Shkolim Chadashim, that's the Aramaic for Shkalin Chadashim. Um, and the, and the, uh, we'll see in the Mishnah tomorrow, the, we, we see the concept, the idea is mentioned, the Mishnah, the word is mentioned, Taklin Chadatin and Taklin Atikin. And there's a parish Taklin Chadatin, which I think I've mentioned before, which is by Yisrael uh, Mishklov. Yisrael Mishklov was one of the later Talmudim of the Vilna Gaon, but one of his closest. He, he learned with the Vilna Gaon only for a couple of years before the Vilna Gaon died. But he and his friend from Shklov, Rebunach Mendel, the two of them, were responsible for publishing almost everything we've got in the Vilna Gaon. The Bira Gro, the Gro, Mishle, lots of the Gro's work we've got because of these two people from Shklov, these Talmudim of the Gaon. They both came to Eretz Yisrael. Rebunach Mendel came in the first wave in the very beginning of the 19th century, and Yisrael came in the third wave a few years later. And Rabbi Yisrael seems to be quite an amazing person. When he, soon after he came to Tzfat, the community was in a difficult position. I think I mentioned it a, a week or so ago. Uh, and the, um, he was elected to go back to Europe. He had just come, and it used to take, imagine how long it took to get from Europe to, to Tzfat. They sent him back to raise money. And he went back to Europe, and he saw Rabbi Chaim Velozhna and, and, and various other people. And, um, and, and while he was away, he published Taklin Chadatin. Uh, and this is probably the closest we've got to how the Vilna Gaon learned Masech Teshkolim. Um, and he says, a little different from Rashi and Menachot, Therefore, when you go out, it's gold, and when you come in, it's, it's, it's marble, implying it's the relationship of these two tables. Leave, leave aside the one inside. When you come in, it's marble, so when you come out, it's got to be higher than marble, it's got to be gold. What's important is this idea of, of Lomo reading Bikadusha. It's something that's so, so important. And yes, here we're seeing it with tables and with, uh, and with chalas, with, with, uh, with lechem apanim, we're seeing it. What, 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 is it. what is it and why is it? It's, an, it's such an important principle in life uh, and in every, aspect of, in every aspect of life. There was, um, I remember at the time in, in South Africa when I was involved with the South African government and the American government about issues around sanctions on South Africa. It was a very interesting time. Um, and uh, one of the things that the, um, the South African ambassador taught me when I was there is that in politics, never go backwards. Once you've had a position in politics, don't take a low one. You're the prime minister and now you're US prime minister. Don't become foreign minister. Never go backwards. And, and that's a principle in life. Never go backwards. Malin Bekodesh Ve'in Muridin. You definitely want to go sideways maybe, but never Muridin. Never go backwards. Uh, it's a principle in Kedusha, but through that it's, a, it's something that applies everywhere. And although here we're applying it to, to inanimate objects, tables and bread, we know that we learn Kalvachomers from inanimate objects to, to animate objects. Where do we have examples of that? Not embarrassing the stones of the Mizbeach and, and not... Um, where else have we had it? We've, um, 
they're not embarrassing, the Chala we talked about, the, the rock of Moshe, that if he would have spoken to it, it would have, they would have made a Kavachomer. If the rock listens to you, to Hashem, how much more must people listen to Hashem? So we see there's, there's a connection. If we're careful about Malin B'Kodesh V'Ein Moridin, always to go up and never to come down, if we're careful with inanimate objects, how much more so to be careful with, with human beings? And it's interesting that with human beings, imagine this bread. Imagine like it's a, a hu- human bread. I mean, it's going up to its mission in life. It's going to sit on the shulchan, on the golden shulchan in the heichal for a week. That's what it's created for. And then it hits retirement age. Come Shabbos and it's retirement time. It's done. It's going to be consumed by the koanim. On the way out, you give it an even higher status than on the way in. Now, we've got that the way we treat our G'dayli Israel. Look at, at uh, Chaim Kanievsky at the moment in his mid-90s and look at the veneration with which people treat him. Uh, don't say he's an old retiree sitting in Natanya looking at the ocean. That's why he's sitting learning every day and people are consulting him every single day. He's Every day a person is alive. They're on a higher level, a higher level, a higher level. You never opt out. You're never on the way out. That idea of on the way out. You see what happens in politics and time to go, time to go. Uh, go where? Go out, get finished, your time's over. Yes, but what's the next thing? You've always, there's always got to be the next thing. There's always got to be something that, that, that is higher. These lechem upon him. Even though its career is over, Malin Bekodesh, even in its old age, before it's about to be decomposed in the bodies of the Kohanim, you put it on a golden table. That's how we treat our Zakanim. That's how we, how we treat our elders, whether they're elders in knowledge or whether they're a saver, whether they're literally old people. Uh, we treat them with gold because it's Miley and the Kurdish Enmuri. We're always going up and we don't get down. Because Moridin, in, com- in coming down, there's a lot of danger. Chaim Shmuel Levis used to often, often speak about Hasakanashe Beyurida, the danger of, of coming down, that it's the drop that is the danger. It's not where you land. So if you're at a hundred, and you drop to 90, that's dangerous. If you're at 50 and you go to 55, that's wonderful. It's not about where you are. It's about your tra- projection. It's about your trajectory. Uh, we've, we've talked before, if a, if a company's shares are going up from, from 50 to 55, you look at it interestingly. Maybe you invest. 55 to 60, you invest. But if a company's at 500 and has gone down to 450, you don't invest. 450 to 400, you, don't, you look where it's going, you don't look where it is. And Yerida, there's a sakana, there's a danger in Yerida. And he used to bring this Gemara in, in Chagiga, Rebbe have a nakid sefer kinos, but kokari begave. Rebbe was holding a sefer kinot on, on Tishabav, and he was reading in it. Kimati lahai psuka, hishlich mishamayim aretz. As he read the posuk of hishlich mishamayim aretz, Hashem threw the honor of Yisrael down into the, from the heaven down to the earth. Nafal min yadeh, the book, the Sefer, happened to fall out of his hands. Omar, he, he commented, May igra rabba lebira amikta, from a high peak to a, to a valley, to a deep low valley. And Rebchaim Shmulevitz used to say, what was, he, what was the point? The point is, it's not where the Megillah, where the Sefer is. When the Sefer is on the floor, it's the same Sefer as when it's on the table. Nothing's changed. The Sefer is in the same position. The problem is the Yerida. The fall is what causes the damage. So now you look at the Sefer, and it's a bit broken, it's a little bit torn. That's not because it's anything to do with the Sefer. That's the fall. And, and Rebbe is trying to say that it's, when it says, it's not just that we're now on the Aretz, and we used to be on Shamayim. It's the Hishlich. 
It's the drop which causes the destruction. And how careful one has to be. So myelin bekodesh for ein moridin is not because you don't want it on a lower place. You don't want it on the marble table. You want it on a gold table. It's the act of yurida to always avoid that drop. Always avoid a drop. A drop is destructive. A drop is damaging. Always avoid a drop. Make sure that you stay where you are or you move upwards. But, but always avoid the, uh, the yurida. So that myelin bekodesh for ein moridin. 